Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, I'm going to pause at the question, would it be that bad if Hollywood didn't come back from the writer and actor strike? Now, hear me out. Because some of you, of course, love movies like I do. Now, no, Gregory, this strike between the studios and the writers and the studios and the actors needs to be resolved. I need my heroin fix of new material. And, and the way I look at it is this. As these strikes continue, and look, they're going to be resolved by the fall. There's just too much money to be made on both sides. So look, this is like in this weird alt universe that this strike isn't going to be resolved that I'm talking through. But on one level, wouldn't the world be better if Hollywood just stopped churning out stuff? The majority of Hollywood content is, I would say, pernicious to our psyche and our soul. Yes, the Oscars, of course, will always show the vignettes about how movies have changed our lives for the better. But as a whole... Hollywood's motto has been corrupting the youth in America in general since 1920. If you think of what they've pushed, especially the last 50 years since the codes were were lower, the ethical, the moral codes, really it's just a bunch of trash. It's just violence, sex, pushing drugs, fornication, all these vices. And so part of me is like, would it really be bad if Hollywood just disappeared? And I think at the beginning when the strike happened, those who kind of cared, like the cinephiles, were like, oh, no, this needs to be resolved. But as as this continues on now, and it's been several months, people have just kind of moved on like, eh, yeah, oh, the, the strike's still going on? Uh, okay, uh, I don't care. And why don't people care? See, look, if this was 1986 and we only had three networks and PBS, I think people would care. But in this world where we have streaming and all this humongous back catalog of content on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Max, wherever, even the free, even the free places like Pluto TV and all these these ones that you can watch content for free with commercials. There's the the one that has all the 90s and 80s TV shows that, that it's escaping my mind, but it's got ads in it. And so it's like, we have tons of content. It's not like we need new content. And when you think about most people on streaming are just watching their their comfort shows. You're just watching reruns of Friends or Office or Game of Thrones or or whatever it is. So part of me is like, don't get resolved. And I think the other thing is, is Hollywood is just narcissism incarnate. The studio execs, the actors, the writers, they live in their own little little world where they think they 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 matter and, and, and like what they do for their life, it, it really affects the Americans. And most Americans just look at Hollywood as something for leisure, but they're trying to survive this inflation and gas prices and just trying to pay their bills. And they're so tone deaf to middle America. And you, you can see this really played out 
with Sound of Freedom. We have an episode here on Sound of Freedom. How Sound of Freedom, of course, was a humongous hit. And what do you hear Hollywood? Hollywood doesn't talk about They're like, yeah, Sound of Freedom. Yeah. It's like the third highest grossing movie of the summer outgrows Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. You don't hear it talked about. And it's just, and that's a microcosmic example of the, the tone deafness of Hollywood, where you have these pampered writers and these pampered actors asking for more money. And these studios, of course, are the worst because they're flowing in cash. And look, we have an episode on, on the strike. If you scroll through back, probably it was in, in, in June or so when we have an episode on the strike, my take on like who, who has the more righteous claim but it's like the millionaires complaining to the billionaires that they want to be more billionaires. But Gregory, the the majority of people in the Screen Actors Guild are poor, struggling actors. Look, no one's making you be an actor. You're wanting to pursue that because you perceive it to be your dream and it's high risk, high reward. I get it. Look, I get it. Every famous actor at some point, there are exceptions. We're struggling actors. Maybe they were waitstaff somewhere while they were doing auditions like... Emma Stone's character in La La Land. I get that, but no one's making you do it. I have a lot of teacher friends that I've used this as an example. Teachers shouldn't whine about pay. Nobody's making you be a teacher. If you don't want the pay or if you don't like dealing with kids or hitting you and abusing you all the time, don't be a teacher. It's the same thing about the struggling actors. You're a struggling actor because maybe you're a theater geek and an arts geek, but let's be real. You're doing it because you want the big break and you want that lifestyle. I, I hear it. I mean, how hard is it just to memorize lines and repeat them? And then you have this lifestyle where you get to be in the French Riviera, go to the Venice Film Festival, and all these things. I get it. But no one's making you do it. And I think in general, the whole strike is a reminder how tone deaf Hollywood is toward the typical American who is struggling, struggling with addictions, struggling with opioid fentanyl overdoses, struggling with paying the bills, struggling with a bunch of things. And so I think as the strike goes on, I think there's going to be, and, and you see this kind of with anytime the, the athletes go on strike, or there's a collective bargaining issue, or there's been strikes like in baseball and so forth, people get upset, but they, they, like, they miss the sport, but then they adapt. And then they just have disdain for the athletes. And I think it's the same thing here. People just have disdain for Hollywood. And this isn't 1986. So if, if there was some, let's say, some memo by the studios and the actors and the writer, like, yeah, we're not going to resolve this for two years. There's not going to be any new content aside from what's already in the pipeline for two, three years. I think the majority of Americans would be like, eh, okay, I'll go back to watching The Office or Gilmore Girls or whatever it is. I think most people would be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like you. I have a dysfunctional, codependent relationship with you, Hollywood. But if you were to go away and not make any new content, I think I'd be okay. I don't think I need another bad Marvel movie, another bad Transformers movie, another mediocre Mission Impossibles movie, another just horrifically unsufferable Wes Anderson movie. You know, I think, I think I'd be fine. I think I'd be fine. I think I would be able to adjust. Now, if you told people... Let's take a break. I want to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is... The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life, to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. Now, if you told people Netflix, Amazon Prime, Max, Paramount, Peacock, everything, YouTube is shutting down. Like you lose Wi-Fi, let's say. Okay, but let's say, let's say you don't lose Wi-Fi. Let's say you still have Reddit and, and these other things, but all the video platforms were shutting down. Then you'd see people riot and hit the streets because they, they can't function because we are screen addicted. They would not be able to function. But if you if Hollywood said, you know what, we're not making content for three years, I think people would be like, okay, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I don't care. Because it's a mixture of we have such a glut of back catalog. And I think there's this ambivalence that the typical American has toward Hollywood. Now, if there was a three-year announcement made, you wouldn't see that ambivalence played out unless you're reading some blog from Minnesota or Colorado because all you would hear from Hollywood Reporter and Variety and Google Entertainment, Yahoo Entertainment, Entertainment Tonight, TMZ is, oh, oh, cataclysm, apocalypse, end of the world, no Hollywood content for three, oh my God. Right, because why? Their whole industry is based on it. They're parasites to the industry. They're parasites, right? They need this stuff. Page six, what would page six do without Hollywood? What would TMZ do without Hollywood? What would the paparazzi do without Hollywood? What you know, all these, all these parasitical industries, they would be like, what do we do? What do we do? All these podcast companies like the Ringer, like what would they do? Access Hollywood, what would we do? <laughs> but the typical American be like, you know what? I gotta go work at the factory all day. I don't I don't care. I don't care about these over-pampered, over-indulgent, narcissistic blowhards that you find on all sections of Hollywood. They wouldn't care. And I wouldn't care either. I wouldn't care either. I'd be fine if Hollywood never came back. Because as I mentioned in the intro of all these episodes, the cinema rag is, yeah, we do retrospectives and all this, but ultimately there's a very jaded, cynical view of Hollywood. And Hollywood does not care about you and me. Hollywood only cares about making money and perverting our morals, which they've done a great job because now we live in a world where every vice is a virtue and every virtue is a vice. You're lame. You want to be a virgin until you get married? You're lame. You don't vape. You don't drink at all. You're lame. Remember in the 1950s, if you got pregnant as a teenager, they would ship you to your aunt in another town. Why? Because we don't leave scandal. It would be scandal. Scandal to the other kids in your high school. Scandal to your family. Now it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's, what's, what's the big deal of having illegitimate children? Some populations, it's up to 80% illegitimacy rate. The white population is 
And those of you are like, yeah, who cares? Who cares? We don't need to get married. Let's just shack up and, and, and have kids out of wildlife. It, it just shows you the effect that Hollywood and social media have had on you, the cultural Marxists that run these organizations have had on you, where you think every virtue is a vice and every vice is a virtue. So if the main purveyor of smut is eliminated and Hollywood just doesn't come back, I think that'd be great for America. And then all we need to work is on social media never coming back because go to The Awakening. We have tons of episodes over there at the Sister Pod. Every study is just perspicaciously clear that the more time you spend on social media, the higher rate of eating disorders, depression, anxiety, body dysmorphia. Not just for women. We know it's certainly keen on teenage girls, but all people. So Hollywood doesn't come out? Great. How about we work on social media next? That'd be awesome. How about we just go back to the world in the 1950s? Oh, Gregory, halcyon view of the 1950s. 1950s, we had limited television, we had radio, and we people were more involved in civic stuff, right? You went to the Kiwanis Club twice a week. You went to your bowling club, your church club, your Knights of Columbus Club, the Freemason Club, blah, blah, blah. People were interacting with their neighbors. Block parties. And not block parties that led to shootings. Block parties. <laughs> and now we don't, right? You just nod your neighbor because who are your real friends? You don't need to know your neighbor friends, really. You don't have to get to know them well because who are your real friends? Rachel, Ross, Phoebe, Joey, right? This is the, the codependent relationship addiction we have with television and movies that we feel more closely connected to fake characters, which is redundant, to characters than we do to real life people. So in closing, Hollywood, don't come back. I'd be totally fine. Would I be fine if they shut down Netflix and everything? Not as much, but you know, we would adapt. We would just read more. But Hollywood, don't come back. I think the large majority of Americans would be totally fine with it. Guys, post in the comments over at Cinema Rag Facebook group or on Spotify. You can post comments. It's like YouTube. If you don't agree with me, if you think that you'd be in a state of dire straits if Hollywood didn't figure out this strike crisis, post a comment over there. Please rate and review because it helps grow this channel so we can get to more people. Of course, I don't make any money off of this. That's why there's a link for PayPal in the episode notes. There's also a link to the Eclectico Gregorio website, which has hundreds of articles and hosts all four of my feeds. But the best way to listen to them was on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.